Suffering City Boy Marty here to introduce this rip of TFTC. I sat down with Max Keaton from Hoddle Hoddle to talk about his, his new company, Debify, which is looking to bring similar multi-sig collateral tools to institutional capital providers, liquidity providers. Pretty big product. Great conversation. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It was brought to you by our good friends at Hoddle Hoddle. Disclaimer, Max is the uh, founder and CEO of Hoddle Hoddle, which is also a sponsor of this podcast. Lend.hoddlehoddle.com is where you go if you're looking to take out a loan in a peer-to-peer fashion with no KYC, no AML, and low rates. What you do is you put your Bitcoin up as collateral in a two or three multi-sig escrow account. You get stable coins back in return. And as if you pay back your, your loan plus the interest associated with it, you're going to get your sats back at the end of the day. And you can have certainty that you're going to get your sats back because you're going to have certainty that your sats are not moving, that they're held within the two or three multi-sig escrow account because you hold one of those keys. So you have visibility into the wallet. Again, no KYC, no AML, peer-to-peer, low rates. Go to len.hoddlehoddle.com. This rip was also brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained is here to change the game for how you buy Bitcoin. This is the best way to buy Bitcoin now. Unchained has brought it to you. You set up a two or three multi-sig vault. You go to Unchained's trading desk at unchained.com slash trading. You buy Bitcoin and it's never held on the exchange. Unchained never holds your Bitcoin. They send it directly to your multi-sig vault. You buy Bitcoin and it goes straight to hyper-secure, geographically dispersed, two or three multi-sig vault. Straight to cold storage. Set it and forget it. No fumbling with hardware wallets when you want to send it off to exchange. No trying to spin up new addresses. It goes from unchanged straight to your vault. It's available in 31 states right now. Easiest way to buy Bitcoin. Lowest risk in terms of third-party custodians because you're never trusting a third-party custodian to hold your Bitcoin. It goes straight to your vault. They're going to get it to 50 states as soon as possible. Go tell your friends. This is the best way to buy Bitcoin. I've, I've tested it out. It works. The peace of mind that comes with knowing that you're buying straight to a 2 or 3 multi-sig is pretty incredible. Go to Unchained.com if you haven't set up a vault. Unchained.com slash concierge. Talk to their concierge team to get onboarded. If you're a high net worth individual, uh, it's just a common pleb stacker, a business that's holding Bitcoin on your balance sheet. I highly recommend Unchained's two or three multi-sig vaults. I use it personally. I use it for the businesses here at TFTC and, and elsewhere. It's a beautiful thing. This trip was also brought to you by our good friends at Crowd Health. They're changing, changing the healthcare game how you pay for your healthcare. Insurance companies are opaque. They're black boxes. You put money in. You never know how much you have to spend. The insurance companies do not negotiate on your behalf. CrowdHealth is here to bring transparency and a personal relationship to your healthcare, to your healthcare cost. You pay a monthly fee. It goes into a dedicated bank account that you have access to month in and month out. If you ever have a health expense, you pay the first $500 and then the rest of your bill goes out to the crowd health community and you crowdsource that health expense. They're adding a Bitcoin. They have added a Bitcoin component to it too, alongside those dollars that you're paying uh, via your monthly payment. 
they're going to put a portion of that into Bitcoin as well. So you can have your dollars in your bank account and you get a, a, a Bitcoin account building up alongside that. So you speculative, speculatively attack your future healthcare cost. The other thing that's beauty, beautiful about crowd health is that you're, you're joining in with other healthy people. Healthy people don't have as many healthcare expenses. It's a beautiful thing. So arguably you're not gonna have to pay as many bills. Do you want to take sovereignty over your healthcare? Are you tired of the insurance companies dragging you around, treating you like crap, waiting you wait, 1-800 numbered lines to talk to somebody you, you never met before? CrowdHealth is here to change that. You're going to have a personal health advocate that will be riding along with you as you as you continue to be a CrowdHealth member. Go to joincrowdhealth.com slash TFTC. You use the code TFTC at checkout uh, and you're going to get $100 or $99 a month for the first six months of being a CrowdHealth member. Uh, this is up to the first 1,000 uh, Bitcoin users in the Bitcoin community. Use the code TFTC. Take back control of your healthcare. You do it with your money. Why won't you do it with your healthcare? Join a community of healthy people taking care of each other. Join crowdhealth.com slash TFTC. This rope was also brought to you by our good friends at Brains. What, what can I say about Brains? I'm thankful that they exist. Their products are incredible. They've been around for over a decade now. Was started Slush Pool, then Brains acquired Slush Pool. So the, the legacy product, which is no longer Slush Pool, it's Brains Pool now. Brains Pool. So they have the pool. They have insights.brains.com, which is your one-stop shop for all the mining data and calculators that you'll need. Uh, they have their Brains OS Plus firmware, which you download on your ASIC and it helps you stack more SATs. Make sure you're taking care of your ASICs. You're not burning them out. It idiot proofs your mining operation. Only idiots leave stats on the table. And if you're not running an ASIC that's compatible with Brains OS Plus firmware with Brains OS Plus firmware, you're an idiot because you're leaving stats on the table. Don't do it. Go to brains.com and check out everything they have going on and enjoy this rip with our good friend Max. Dickie. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. Max. Are you well rested? Uh, to some extent, yes, I am. Yeah, well, I think I should start off by giving you a round of applause and a big congrats. The uh, the Baltic Honey Badger Conference was a great success. Thank you. Thank you. It's one of the most high-signal conferences in the world that I've been to. I've been to quite a few of these conferences. And... Thank you very much. It's definitely not the, the largest one. 
but uh, we we stick to the core. Uh, we we stick to the roots, and uh, as many people say, it's the most Bitcoin OG conference out there. Yeah, I mean the quality of uh, people that you get to that conference is extremely impressive. Thank you for allowing me to participate. It was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you for being there and helping us. You've been amazing with with uh, all the all the panels, all the talks, everything. So uh, I thank you as well. I mean, I get to nerd out. I get to sit up there, talk to Adam Back, Peter Todd, Eric Foskule, Giacomo. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. That was a blast. That was actually one of the my favorite uh, parts of the conference. Uh, the unpopular opinion panel that was like uh, uh, that was a blast. Honestly, it, thank it you very was. much. No, and thank was. you, thank you for having the panel because that's a a lot of these conferences just want to fluff Bitcoin and not really broach the subject of the more controversial topics of what could go wrong and how is Bitcoin yeah. weak, where is it weak, and it was a lot of fun getting on stage and talking through a lot of those topics. And it's funny because you see like these extremely smart people who are working on the protocol have very different views on, on how it's going to unfold moving forward. Yeah, that's, that's basically one of the reasons what I love the most about Baltic Honey Badger that we, there, there's, there, there shouldn't be only good and nice stuff uh, told during the conference. Because conference itself is about Bitcoin. We're not like, uh, we're not inviting uh, any other uh, blockchain participants, I would say. Uh, we're only inviting people who are interested in Bitcoin. And uh, I actually love inviting people who are thinking more critically uh, about Bitcoin than, uh, than others. Because there, there's a lot of people who love Bitcoin and they're like, they have these pink sunglasses. Mm -hmm. uh that's uh, there's this bitcoin and it's perfect and and there's people like eric oskul or paul stores which i uh, respect them both and they have their own opinion uh, and they're pretty critical and it's important to hear both sides of the of the of the dispute if there is a dispute of course but the main thing is that uh, we gather people who love bitcoin and they're tired of 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 all noise surrounding that and they just want to discuss, they want to just learn something, and they want to share their opinion. That's the main reason. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of value of getting these people in person, too, and having these conversations in person, because obviously in the Bitcoin world, a lot of the conversation happens on Twitter, and it can get vitriolic there, and there's only so much that can be said in 280 characters, and there's a lot of... Um, assumptions of of how people think of each other on the internet but once you get them in person yeah. the conversations tend to be pretty civil and yeah um and i think it's much more productive to do all that in person it is it is in fact uh like 90 percent people are different uh in real life uh then then even crazy bitcoin maximalists as they as they say <laughs> uh they're like these are most humble intelligent people out there that I, that I personally ever met so like and you know 
it, it's crucial and it's important to gather at least once in a while together in in, in offline in meet space and to to network to meet each other and to share your your thoughts and ideas yeah no it's fun i mean selfishly for me it's just always fun hanging out with eric foscule and having him <laughs> just be the ardent literalist that he is in, in real life and no, it, definitely you know he makes, what he, he makes you think yeah you know what he told me uh when when after the con after this year's conference he told me why you always invite me to unpopular opinion panel and i told him like eric you always have an unpopular opinion this is you basically you have reserved almost for the lifetime the spot on this panel you will be always there as long as you come to baltic honey badger so yeah we'll laugh together and uh, yeah he understands but it's it's really nice to have everyone again thank you everyone for coming and supporting us yeah shout out to you shout out to anna and everybody at hodl hodl who have together it's it's a other thing too it's like a very uh well organized and well oiled machine too which is a uh, good at conference yeah it is because it's it's our fourth time also we we, we want to keep it in riga because we know everyone and it's like we're, we've been working with same people from year to year and and also the good part is that uh, we're going to keep uh honey badger below 1000 attendees like we decided that it's, it's going to be most probably uh, our policy for as long as Baltic Honey Badger is there, this will be our policy. So it's limited, but hey, there's uh, there's not there's less noise and more signal, and uh, people get to get around and they get to speak with everyone and uh, meet everyone. So yeah, this helps. Yeah, and Riga is one hell of a city too. It's a beautiful city. I was because um, I, I hadn't been. This is my first year going since 2019 or 2018, maybe even. Um, you know, I, I forgot how incredible Riga is as a city. It's just incredibly great, small, beautiful city over there in Eastern Europe. Thank you. In the Baltics. Um, yeah, I mean, you had a big announcement at, uh, at your conference. Debify It's finally launched, yep. finally out there or in the yeah, public sphere. It's, it's 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 in the public space. It's, uh, we only launched uh, basically the landing page uh, with small description what it's all about. And I just briefly announced it. Uh, most of the time I was actually speaking not about the product announcement because we don't like and we don't allow shilling openly your products on the, on the Baltic Honey Badger because it's not about like marketing and your own stuff. It's, it's about Bitcoin. Uh, so I had my talk about why Bitcoin is a super collateral and why it should be. And, uh, part of it, the biggest part of that talk was why I believe that lending industry, I mean, Bitcoin lending industry should be, uh, redefined and we need, we need to find new solutions and hopefully Debify will be a new solution that will allow to tackle a majority of current problems and issues in, in, in the system. Yeah, so let's jump into it. Obviously, we founded Hoddle Hoddle, and that has been a very successful platform from the peer-to-peer -peer trading and lending um, side of things. You have lend.hoddlehoddle.com. Um, why 
did you decide to iterate on what you built at Hoddle Hoddle and, and and think about Debify? Well, Hoddle Hoddle first, first, uh, firstly Hoddle Hoddle and landed Hoddle Hoddle, which we consider one project, like both trending, trading and lending part. Uh, these both are mostly for retail market, so it's pure peer to peer, you know, person to person or plap to plap, whatever name it as you want. And uh, while Debify is a different kind of beast, uh, we want to actually tap in into institutional market. And Debify is a lending platform with the same core principles that we have in all our products. So it's, uh, there's no middleman. It's going to be non-custodial, meaning like no wallets, no custody, no nothing. We use multisigs. Uh, proven, well, well-designed multisig, and uh, it's going to be Bitcoin only. But uh, the tricky part is that uh, there will be different level of and volume of liquidity on Debify because uh, lenders uh, will be only institutions, and uh, those big institutions will be able to start lending money using Bitcoin as a collateral and helping Bitcoiners globally all over the world uh, not to sell their Bitcoin and not to give Bitcoin to the custody of other platforms or custodians or other lending products, which is a bad thing to do because, you know, not your keys, not your coins. We know that. Everyone knows that. We learned that lesson and, this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the People learn the, the lesson and market learned the lesson hard way as, as it usually do. You know, we've been like running around for a couple of years since uh, launching Landed Huddle Huddle, saying that this is bad, you shouldn't do that. But uh, hey, people never learn. And if they learn, they learn it hard way. You know, look at what happened with Celsius, Voyager, Babel, whatever, just name it. And uh, well, we have uh, we started to develop this project actually a year ago, long before the the current contagion twenty twenty two, and we just understood that the system is, uh, I mean, Bitcoin lending is broken, and uh, using custodians was never uh, 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 was always a no go for us, and I believe it should be no go for market as well. And another reason is not only we want to show that uh, using non-custodial platforms is, is as easy as custodial platforms and on the magnitude level is more secure, but we also want to, uh, to bring institutional liquidity into Bitcoin uh, because uh, now we are losing to some extent. I mean, Bitcoin lending is losing to shitcoin lending. Because there's a lot of shitcoin protocols and lending platforms that are actually having uh, much more liquidity. Uh, it's true. Like, let's be realistic. They have like billions in liquidity, and they're lose. And Bitcoin, in that sense, is actually losing. The only comparable liquidity is going through custodial lending platforms, which is, as I mentioned, is bad thing to have. Yeah, and. I mean, so let's jump into why do you think the shitcoins have one out? Is it a UX thing? Is it? Maybe UX thing, maybe uh, better marketing, maybe Bitcoiners actually was, wasn't was considering 
lending to be an important and crucial uh, part of the of the of the equation you know part of your day-to-day activities part of the services that you actually use uh, and when suddenly last year we had uh, the value of bitcoin skyrocketing uh, people were like thinking oh shit i don't want to sell we're at 40,000 now we will be at 50,000 we will be at 60,000 I don't want to sell. I want to borrow against Bitcoin because I do understand the value of that asset. I do understand there's only 21 million. I do understand there's like limited, a limited amount will be released or mined. And I don't want to sell that. That's basically generational wealth. I want to pass it further. And the only thing I'm happy to do is borrow against that. And like in the last two years, the lending industry was actually growing pretty good. Uh, we also saw it on uh, at our lending platform as well. So people were understanding the value of not selling and borrowing against Bitcoin and using Bitcoin as a collateral. Uh, yeah, but shitcoiners, they just, um, I believe, honestly, they, they were just first to understand the value of, of lending protocols. And um, most of them are also uh, having a non-custodial principle. So you can partially own your own keys. Of course, we're not going to discuss how shitty those protocols are and <laughs> inherently, inherently dangerous, you know, on, on the base level. You know, you can build uh, like, like spaceship on, on, uh, out of the pile of the shit, but it's still going to be a pile of the shit. And, uh, well, I think that Bitcoiners maybe being too conservative and uh, maybe being mostly focusing on, on getting more Bitcoin. Uh, and then at some point you just understand like, well, uh, you never have enough of Bitcoin, but at some point you understand that you need to have fiat or you need to have stable coins or you want to buy more. You want to increase your position and then borrowing against Bitcoin comes into play. Uh, and then you start looking for an options and basically the option to borrow against your Bitcoin in non-custodial fashion is very limited. Uh, there's, there's basically two, three platforms out there like Land, Unchained Capital, and maybe a few more. Um, I'm not familiar with them, but maybe they exist. But there's, again, there's an issue, liquidity. If you have like 100 Bitcoin and you want to borrow against 50 Bitcoin and you're not based in US, for example, you're based uh, somewhere in Europe where some of the platforms actually don't operate and they cannot issue loans to you in Euro and you want to do it in through non-custodial fashion, then uh, you basically have no choice. You can't do that because some of the non-custodial platforms are limited to certain markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they only issue like in US dollars, for example. Uh, landed hodl hodl. We only uh, we only provide services in stable coins, and this is not us providing services. It's it's actually people providing, giving liquidity to other people. And also, uh, as I mentioned, this is mostly retail focused product, uh, and we have a cap for a single contract, which is twenty five thousand. So you, so you are getting with a huge problem. Uh, you, as a European or as a 
participant of the market outside of US, you don't know where to go. And your only option is the custodial lending platforms. And in fact, there are a lot of markets in the world where even custodial lending platform is not an option because they don't operate in that market. They don't have a license. They don't have liquidity. They don't operate in a certain currency. They don't, they don't do that. And so you are stuck. Either sell or, um, you know, hold forever, <laughs> which is not bad things, which is not bad thing to do, but you don't have liquidity, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and we figure out that we should build solution, uh, which is highly scalable, like globally scalable, because Debify is not about uh, given a liquidity by ourselves. We, we just provide tools for liquidity providers. So the best part, one of the best parts of, of Debify is that actually lenders will be institutions and these will be institutions in different markets. Let's say you're Singapore-based uh, Bitcoiner. You want to borrow 100 against your 100 Bitcoin and you want to borrow in local currency. If we have a Singaporean authorized bank or hedge fund or whatever liquidity provider, you can easily do that through Debify. If you're in Brazil and you want to borrow in Brazil Real, and we have an institutional liquidity provider there, you can do that. We don't need to find, we don't need to obtain a license for ourselves. We just need to find a partner with license, with liquidity, and with will to tap in, into the market of Bitcoin lending. And that's, I'll be honest with you, that's far more easier than uh, going through the route of having a license in every particular market, bringing liquidity, and that's actually way more, less riskier than, than it is at the moment. So this product, what we're building, will be a global lending aggregator of liquidity. Yeah. And from the liquidity, liquidity provider's perspective, it's pretty low risk considering the security model that multi-sig yeah. provides and that multi-sig is securing Bitcoin, which is super collateral which is uh, a term that yeah. you and I both like and really believe is, is one of Bitcoin's first uh, killer applications is this, this use of super collateral since it's um, highly divisible, very easy to send, and you can create a security model around multi-sig that, uh, that yeah. really gives the liquidity provider assurances that if the person they're lending money to um, winds up going belly up they're they're going to be okay because they can see the collateral they can see it's secure and if yeah worse comes to worse they're going to be able to get their value back yeah and we, we will have like multi-sig but there's there's again there's twist for that particular multi-sig and debify there will be four signatures one goes to lender one goes to borrower one goes to debify itself and four signature will be held by our partner who will be uh Fourth key holder, uh, we have announced them as well. It's going to be either Blockstream, Casa Hodel, and Gen3, uh, which is a new company by Samsung. Uh, we're also in talks with, with several others. Uh, they will hold the fourth key, which is a backup key. And consensus mechanism will work with three out of four. So basically, you need to have at least three signatures to move funds from collateral. 
And of course, it's going to be supported from the start with all the hardware wallets. So you will be able to, to store your key from that multi-sig on your hardware wallet. And we're also planning, uh, not planning, we're actually developing already a standalone application on, on your mobile phone. In case you don't have a hardware wallet, you will be able to hold your keys in a mobile wallet, which will be specifically designed only for holding keys to Debify multi-sigs. Uh, in your mobile phone. So there, there will be not only new consensus mechanism, which is more secure, because even if we even if we consider that lender and borrower are compromised somehow, then it's still not enough to move funds from collateral, right? Because mm-hmm. there, there's only two keys. So you need to have a third one, uh, which both of them uh, are stored safely and securely uh, in cold storage. So yeah, that's uh, that's not only going to be way more secure than existing options uh, on the market. That's not only going to be highly scalable, liquid, and, and all that stuff. But it's only but it, we're also building it in 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 that sense that is going to be easy to use. You don't need to like you don't need you won't even understand that you are using multisig, right? You are going to there will be an interface just like now when you're using landed hodl hodl or hodl hodl trading part most of the people there there have been cases uh, that people don't understand that they're trading to multisig they they think that they're actually sending their coins to wallets that we control uh, although we don't control anything we just hold one key and provide technical solutions for that yeah and so what's like when you think about Debify and getting it adopted by these institutions that will then lend out to people living in their jurisdictions, what what is the incentive for one of these liquidity providers to to provide liquidity to Bitcoiners looking for for loans? Uh, well, Bitcoiners they they don't want to sell. <laughs> they don't want to sell. They, they they just want to hold to their Bitcoin. And uh, most of the Bitcoiners they are ready to overpay. If you will compare the rates uh, for, like, let's say, real estate uh, lending rates and uh, crypto lending rates or Bitcoin lending rates, usually Bitcoin lending rates are higher than real estate lending rates. That's the first thing. So first option and first main reason for bankers to start exploring Bitcoin lending is that they actually can earn more money. The second thing, as you mentioned, is a, that Bitcoin is a super collateral. It's highly liquid. If you're a lender and your borrower gets liquidated, you can instantly sell that on any centralized or non-centralized platform out there and get into fiat. It's like, it's not like with real estate where you need to wait months. You need to auction this. You need to do this, that, and that. And most probably when the time will pass, you will lose the value of your collateral. With Bitcoin, it's instantly, you know, the person get liquidate, you can send it right away to to your exchange account and you can send sell it right away for fiat and fix your profits, right? And in Debify, actually, there will be uh, an option to hedge your risk. Uh, we have a partner for that. So there will be no volatility issues for bankers, for lenders. So lenders will, will be able to fix their, their uh, the Bitcoin price at the moment of liquidation and 
they won't be worried about that the price is dropping or effectively prices rising. So the, the, that's a game of two ways, you know. And uh, and the, the third thing is that they will be able to do it directly. So they will be able to issue loans directly. Thus, they will, there will be no middlemen. We're effectively eliminating middlemen for middlemen. Now, if there's a bank at the moment who's willing to go and, you know, to earn some money from Bitcoin loans and earn some money from Bitcoiners in order to start issuing loans or in order to start playing on the Bitcoin lending market, they need to go to centralized service provider, let, let's say like to BlockFi or any custodial platform out there. They will give their liquidity to that centralized liquidity provider. And there's, that's a risk. First of all, your liquidity, your money is uh, with a third person with third company. I'm not saying the company is bad, but we all saw what happened with Celsius. I don't think that only borrowers uh, were uh, were victims in that case. There's most probably there's a lot of there's a shitload of lenders out there who are running and trying to get their money from mm -hmm. Celsius. Most probably. Uh, so that's the first thing. There's custodian risk for even even for institution. There's always a custodian risk. You know, as long as you handle your money even it's, if it's fiat to the third party, there's a high chance or there's, there's a small chance, but there is a chance that you will lose that money. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that middlemen will always charge you some extra fees because they're doing their part of the job. So if you will go to custodial lending platform, give them your money, they will probably charge from your interest payment some money to their pockets. While in this case, in this solution, you will have a direct approach to the borrower and all interest payment that you will receive, you will receive in full from the borrower directly to your wallets. Yeah. So it's you're the lender saving more money. And then most importantly, what really excites me about this is like you mentioned, uh, the way the lending market has developed today to you have credit funds giving a bunch of money to centralized um uh, lenders who are taking Bitcoin as collateral and then giving the money out. And you're essentially, as a liquidity provider, allocating due diligence to these firms. And as you mentioned, the Celsiuses, the Voyagers, the Babbles of the world have proven not to um, really have good risk management um, in place when it comes to, to lending uh, the liquidity that these lenders are giving them out. Yeah, it's true. And uh, actually, many people uh, were saying to me, like, hey, hey, banks don't understand that. Well, after our announcement, we've been approached by, I think, around 10 different banks globally, family offices, banks, hedge funds, that they actually understand that. And they're actually looking for a solution, how to implement, uh, how to start offering uh using Bitcoin as a collateral for their customers or how to tap into that market or how to give their liquidity and earn extra extra money with that. So they do understand. And actually, one of the reasons why we we decided to go to institu institutions is that uh, like six months after we launched Landed Hodl Hodl, we've been approached by, by, by one Pacific uh, Asia-based bank who was actually exploring an opportunity to use our platform and they're still exploring 
uh, and to start providing liquidity in their own region because region is unrepresented in terms of uh, Bitcoin lending. And uh, yeah, that was one of the reasons why we decided to, to also to develop uh, Debify and to release it and to help institution to get on board, actually, to understand how valuable Bitcoin as a collateral is because it's truly valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's super collateral. But as you it mentioned, um, at Hoddle Hoddle, you build a suite of tools that people can interact with to, to get liquidity at a retail level. Similarly, at Debify, this is, this is how you're pitching it. Like, hey, we're just building a suite of tools that you guys can tap into to build this infrastructure to offer these types of products. So, I mean, you, you've mentioned the, the four key setup, but how are you viewing the onboarding of these institutions? What's it going to look like for an institution that wants to um, uh, adopt Debify's toolkit? Well, we will have uh, an API and uh, there's a, basically there's two ways. You either get onboarded to the platform directly. So we have a process, internal process, how to onboard institutions. Basically, you're not going to take more than two, three working days in order to start, uh, you know, giving the loans. Uh, or you can take our API, which will be released uh, at the same moment when Debify will be released. And you can uh, build uh, your own solution or integrate Debify into your own online bank or whatever you prefer to use. So there's two ways uh, and uh, both of them going to be pretty easy. Both of them going to be guided by us, helped by us. So uh, we've been actually, I would say that uh, we're pretty experienced in onboarding people to non-custodial solution, particular to Bitcoin multisig. We do understand the pitfalls. We do understand the problems. We do understand how people think. We do understand how to explain this to them. So there's like, there's no magic uh, pill or something like that. It's pretty easy, straightforward. And uh, you just need to spend some time with the person or with the organization for them to understand how valuable this is. Yeah. I mean, and, and we mentioned the impact this could have, particularly for individual Bitcoiners living in different parts of the world that don't have these types of products and services available to them at the moment. But what what's like your grand vision of the effect that, that Debify has beyond that? Like what do you think this does for, for the market and for Bitcoin specifically? Well, it's, uh, as I said, I have, uh, well, I read your tweet last year and, and your, your thoughts align with mine that Bitcoin is a super collateral actually. And I think that, in next 10 years, one of the main use cases for Bitcoin will be proving that Bitcoin is a super collateral. And if we want to bring institutional liquidity, global liquidity, I mean, not not uh, particular banks, you know, w- which are actually operating on the market once in a while, you know, but I mean, global market, like banks from Asia, banks from Latin America, Africa, Europe, US, whatever, Australia, name it. Uh, then we need to have a solution which bankers will understand and uh, they do understand lending. You know, they do understand making money from loaning money and from lending stuff. So that's the best use case to actually bring 
the institutional liquidity to Bitcoin to increase the mass adoption. Because imagine like in five years, uh, because of Debify, maybe there will be a lot of similar products, whatever. Uh, we, we don't care. We like it's, it's going to be a good for the market because market is huge and liquidity is huge out there. You know, there will be enough space for everyone. But imagine that there's no longer an issue to go to your banker and to borrow against your Bitcoin, just just like you can borrow against your, you know, house or car or or against your salary or whatever. You know, you can just go to your local bank. And if you need money, you can say, hey, I have like one Bitcoin, uh, the value of one Bitcoin, let's say in five years is one million. I want to buy a new house. Why like, so let's, bearish? Uh, okay, ten million. <laughs> I want to. I want to buy like house or or whatever I want to buy. And you go there, and he's like, "Okay, we understand that. There's no questions. There's no issue. You know, here's uh, we we operate through Debify or any other platform. Let's do that. And the best part is actually that you don't need like with real estate." There's usually a longer process of borrowing money against your real estate. There's usually people who come to your house, they they do analysis, they do evaluation, you know, they, they do that and this, and there's a lot of paperwork and the, all this bullshit, and this takes a lot of time. Uh, with Bitcoin, it's very similar. Uh, not not similar, it's, it's different. It's, it's simple. Uh, you just, uh, you have the value of Bitcoin, which is current value. And you can actually borrow against that instantly. Same way as I mentioned for lenders, you can liquidate it instantly. You can borrow against it instantly. There's no like person who is going to evaluate uh, your Bitcoin is good or your Bitcoin is bad. There's just Bitcoin, you know, there's just Bitcoin. It costs like 10 million and you want to borrow against that. And that's straightforward and simple. Yeah. Yeah. And like in the context of other loans too, like if you're loaning against your salary, there's risk with that from the lender's perspective because it's like, oh, is he going to lose his job? Is he actually making this money? Like is this this yeah. pay stub he's been showing me like actually what he's going to be getting in the future and with Bitcoin, it's like, no. He has the UTXOs. Um, it's, it's in this multi-sig uh, yeah. escrow and it's there. So we can verify that instantly and, and release liquidity instantly. It is, it is still baffling that that the broader market does not recognize this inherent utility from from a collateral perspective. I think that uh, the broader market was actually uh, experimenting with Bitcoin and proving we are actual we Bitcoiners and, and the whole community. We were mostly focusing on trading, buying, selling. You know, last ten years or first 10 years of Bitcoin, it was, everything was about trading, you know, exchanges popping up. We have this, uh, uh, the, the main use case was uh, proving that Bitcoin is a super trading asset. It is, you can trade it 24 seven, you know, highly liquid again, anywhere in the world, no banking hours, no nothing, no holidays, you know, you want to trade, trade, right? And now it's time to, for another step, and another step is to prove that Bitcoin is a super collateral. Because uh, one of the things why collateral is becoming valuable is that uh, you, 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 
the more people use it, the more banks using it, the more valuable it's actually is going to become. Uh, because there, there will be no issue to get a loan against your Bitcoin. And one of the things that you, that you mentioned, like uh, getting, there's a problem with getting loan uh, using your salary, for example, because they don't know uh, where you will receive the same salary in one year, in two years, in three years. Of course, but with Bitcoin, there's, there could be, as, it, as an asset, uh there could be an issue that uh you know in two years bitcoin value will go down but there's always ltv ratio for that and it's always win-win for a lender because as long as the ltv ratio is falling and if the collateral is liquidated you can just sell and receive your money faster than 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 you were expecting it because you know it's not uh it's it's just it's just going faster and faster uh, with Bitcoin, there's pretty easy to prove that you actually have assets. If you want to prove that, you know, there's no need to bank statements, write uh, salary, your job place, how good is your job, you know, what you do, how how uh, how good is your company, what are like uh, future plans for your company, whatever. There's a lot of different factors coming into play. With Bitcoin, it's simple. I have it. It sits in my cold storage or sits in, on, on the other exchange or whatever it sits. I have it. You can easily evaluate it like almost instantly. And I want to borrow against that because I have those assets. That's it. Yeah. No, it's the, the products we, I mean, obviously Debify is moving in this direction, but you had Sam Abbasi give a presentation at Baltic Honey Badger, what they're doing at Hoseki. They're trying to help solve yeah. this problem as well. Now, yeah, Matt and I were talking about it yesterday on Rabbit Hole Recap. It's like I, myself, personally, uh, in the past, going to um, rent a, rent an apartment in New York City, they were like asking for like proof of proof of funds, <laughs> and I'm like trying to be like, hey, I, like I, I'm a Bitcoiner, right? I I hold most of my my uh, net worth in Bitcoin, and trying to prove to them like, hey, like I have enough money to cover if I, if I can't pay my rent and uh back then three four years ago uh it would they, they would just laugh at me and so like seeing something like hoseki uh debify sort of legitimizing the fact that that bitcoiners do have this this backdrop of um uh, savings that they can use to actually go uh, acquire things in the real world is is massive it's adding utility um, for us, which should entice more people into Bitcoin. It's like, oh, now I can uh, buy Bitcoin and use that as proof of reserves when I when I want to go rent a house or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That Haseki is, is amazing. I really like the idea. Uh, I, I'm sure that the implementation of that idea will be amazing. And we're also like, uh, we, we also, uh, thanks to Baltic Honey Badger, we know each other now with Sam and uh, we're also in talks. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're, they're moving in, in, in really right direction, helping Bitcoiners use Bitcoin as a unique tool in order like to rent a house or to buy a house or, you know, to, to, to borrow against Bitcoin. Uh, this is this is pretty amazing use case. Yeah. And in both cases, like what's really encouraging to see is that it's being done the right way, uh, allowing people to access these services while holding their own keys. Because that's, 
as we described. So that's maybe what we can get to. Like a lot of people worry about custodial centralization throughout the Bitcoin industry. But I think we could easily make the case and you do make the case that moving forward, like because of Bitcoin's native properties, particularly multi-sig, like the better solutions are going to be like key distribution and um, towards more distributed, decentralized um, key quorums. Yeah, like uh, it's also one of the reasons when we launched the, the, the land at HODL, there was some devil advocates, particularly in Bitcoin Twitter, who was saying like, hey, but you can collude with lender or with borrower and you and you have two keys and you can move uh, funds from collateral because at land at HODL, HODL uh, the consensus mechanism is actually two out of three. Uh, and of course, we have a reputation. Everyone knows hodl hodl. There's there's like there's no reason for us to do that because it's just dumb. Specifically for twenty five thousand, you know. We've been <laughs> yeah, you you're know, gonna you're gonna shoot about, you're gonna shoot yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. in the foot and all those future profits for twenty five grand. Doesn't yeah, really yeah, make sense. yeah. I, I know, I know, guys. You think that everyone wants to fuck you, but uh, not us, you know, right? And. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that's a legitimate uh, kind of concern, specifically if we're talking not about 25,000, but if we're talking about millions. You know, imagine there's a loan sitting out there worth 10 millions. And you know that there's consensus mechanism two out of three. And actually, uh, your uh, like technical provider can collude uh, with uh, with your partner and they can move this 10 million. Of course, it's a criminal case. There's a lot of stuff involved. But with new setup, which is three out of four, even if we imagine that the platform collude with Lando or Borrower, it's still not enough. We still need to have a third key. So it's more set up with less trust, I would say. You know, you don't need to trust us. You don't need to trust Lender. In fact, you don't need to trust even the fourth key holder, although these are big names and there's no interest for them to ruin reputation like that. You know, Blockstream, Casa Hodel, there's like no reason for these companies to try and scam people. Uh, so basically with a new setup, there's less incentives. In fact, there's no incentives and there's no technical opportunities to move collateral and to scam person out of his bit. So that's, uh, that's also one of the reasons why we decided to go with three out of four. Uh, mostly, of course, because uh, the amounts will be bigger and uh, because we're talking about institutions here and they're not interested in issuing loans 25,000 word of. They would prefer like, you know, giving millions. Uh, but also because that kind of setup, not only more secure, you need to put less trust, but it also will allow us to uh, offer more long-term uh, loan contracts, you know, five years, maybe up to 10 years. So this is like more, uh, this is this is also, again, one of the things that been uh, circulating and people been asking us uh, with our existing platform, like, hey, maybe you can expand the, uh, the, the term of 12 months, which we have at the moment uh, at land uh, and, and, you know, give us like five years. Um, so we decided we're going to build a, a separate product and uh, landed HODL HODL, which is, will just uh, stay for retail, uh, anonymous 
uh, and uh, for people to borrow and for people actually to give their liquidity as well. Yeah. And like thinking about this, if it gains steam, I think it will gain steam. And if it becomes more popular, like you have to think just from a compliance standpoint for the liquidity providers, they may at some point in the next two, five, ten years begin to prefer Bitcoin as collateral compared to everything else, just from like a pure paperwork and diligence yeah. perspective. It just simplifies yeah. everything. Like how much cost is this gonna save lenders at the end of the yeah. day? Yeah. Yeah, basically you can you can you can create multiple loan contracts remotely. You don't need to do any paperwork. The person doesn't need to come to your office you know, sign papers and do whatever, whatever they need to do, right? You can just stay issuing loans, you know, sitting uh, in one part of the world. If you have an opportunity and, and, uh, and you have a permission to issue loans to certain other parts of the world, you can do that globally. I mean, like, you know, you can provide your liquidity globally. So that's, uh, that's the best part, you know, that's the best part. Yeah. And the key distribution too. Like I, I think back to when I worked at a fund and I was on the portfolio management team and we were indexing a bunch of different hedge funds together and we had to do individual due diligence on like literally where the servers of the hedge fund were, like what was their emergency plan because they were single points of failure. And in this model where you have four different um, entities engaging in a three or four multi-sig like you can um, it's not, not good to assume at all time but like the risk is more distributed and so yeah it's, it's de-risk significantly yeah it's true it's it's the beauty of multi-sig you know you can uh, distribute the authority distribute the risk among different independent and uh, entities and uh, with different you know, with different expectation, but they will all serve the mechanism of consensus and they will all play by the game theory. Everyone should be acting as it is in own in his own interest, but also in the interest of the group, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the, um, and yeah, now my mind's just like racing. How's this going to evolve? Because... I don't know, it could be seen as controversial, but like, to, like lenders could even in the future, like provide, like, I'm going to go into the yield conversation, but like, so like, yeah. so, say somebody wants to get yield on their Bitcoin or they want to use their Bitcoin as collateral for liquidity, but they want a lower rate. And what's with what's going on in the lightning network, like you could see, a potential future in which these liquidity providers have are accumulating a bunch of Bitcoin from uh, Bitcoiners, uh, and, and they have all this sitting in escrow accounts and multi-sig escrow. Um, but they can go to the, the end user at the end of the day. Hey, if you want a lower rate, we have this ability to lock some of your Bitcoin up in a in the Lightning Network channel and, and running routing node that's getting fees that will. Uh, put that Bitcoin quote unquote to work, but uh, considering the multi-sig nature of uh, NHTLC on the Lightning Network, that's significantly de-risked too. Um, so if the, well, there, 
there's a lot of different options in the future and in fact uh i've just disclosed like a first uh first step for debify there there's like uh when i'm gonna announce our next step uh we're going to do a, a different podcast and i'm gonna tell you uh, a joker we have a joker in 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 our pocket actually not many people understand that but uh, let's leave it for for next episode maybe okay <laughs> so we're Sure. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting, but there's a lot of different things that can be done in future with with those setups. As for yield, um, yeah, Lightning join markets. These are all uh, options that that I think they're legit. Uh, but in generally, I'm uh, like I'm against earning yield through custodial platforms, which was one of the issue why everything blew up basically uh, because like. Like generally, people don't understand how how yield is generated, and it's always generated through risky operations most of the time. Like ninety five percent, or even ninety nine percent, especially if you're if we're talking about Bitcoin crypto, yeah. right? There's no there's no free cheese out there. You know, people, you just need to understand that if you're giving someone your Bitcoin, you know, sending to their wallet, first of all, it's not. As long as soon as it leaves your wallet, it's no longer your Bitcoin. You just get used to that. And secondly, if someone is promising you like 1%, 2%, 3% on top of that, then most probably they're gambling or, or, or they're risking with your Bitcoin. That's just, that's just you know, there's, there's like you cannot earn something without, without doing anything, right? Yeah. There's no magic magic yield your uh, uh, earning platform where you just safely can send your one precious bitcoin and and in in one year time they will send you back 1.1 or 1.2 or whatever right yeah you just give it to alex mashinsky and he uh he goes and he somehow <laughs> he somehow produces the yield that's what uh, many people yeah, yeah. like to believe <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mambo mambo jumbo and here's your yield right yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't doesn't work like that. You will get burned. He does a weekly YouTube show, though. I trust him. It's uh, yeah. There's yeah marketing. You know, marketing is a good is a good thing. Uh, and and some of these platforms, they actually master the the marketing stuff. But you know, you always need to ask yourself a question. There's a probability that you can lose all stack that you have sent to this custodial platform. Do you want to risk your whole stack, let's say 10 Bitcoin for 2% annual yield on top of that? Like ask yourself a question, 2%, 100%. Like the best yield strategy out there in most of the cases for Bitcoin is just send it to your cold storage and forget about it, right? And that's it. And if you need to have some utility on top of your Bitcoin, go to non-custodial lending platform, borrow against that, get some liquidity, you know, spend it, invest it, do whatever you want, but just avoid custodial platforms at all costs. Yeah. And now my mind's racing too, considering everything is a bit of a tangent, uh, not really related to what we're discussing right now, but considering everything going on, in global markets right now, the Great British Crown crashing, the yen was crashing. You know, obviously, you have what's going on in Lebanon, Turkey, 
Argentina, Venezuela. Like, and over here in the United States, you had the Fed talking about a soft landing, but if something like Debify really takes off and banks, institutional liquidity providers begin implementing your stack to provide liquidity to Bitcoiners, I mean, this is, in my mind, the the best potential for quote-unquote soft landing is equipping these liquidity providers with the tools to allow um, people to use Bitcoin to get liquidity um, in a hyper, or I don't want to say hyperinflationary environment yet, but a very high inflationary environment where um, if these institutions can add this tool to their um, tool belt, uh, to be a bit cliche there, like it, it could provide very much needed utility to individuals around the world as their central banks and governments are, are debasing their currency in real time. Yeah, and uh, the good thing, as I mentioned previously, like they will get a taste of Bitcoin through lending. And who knows, maybe at some point banks will start, you know, accumulating Bitcoin. You know, they will say we'll have reserves in, in Bitcoin you know, more and more because they will understand how valuable it is, you know, how easy to use it, how programmable it is, how you can be your be your own bank, basically. But, you know, uh, you will finally have a property or an asset that you actually own. Uh, you know, you will be able to own your money. <laughs> as as we say uh, uh, for Debify, but but actually, yeah, that's uh, I think that's one of the first major steps in uh, in uh, in onboarding banks globally to Bitcoin standard. That's that's the end game probably, uh, because I honestly I don't believe that the bank is the fan- banks and and financial institutions are the final boss, you know, uh, for Bitcoin to achieve. Uh, hyper Bitcoinization, and you know, to to do that, you know, we all know who are the final boss, who make the rules, right? Who print the money? Uh, yeah. It's not it's not the bankers. They just they just follow the rules. And uh, I, I'm a former banker myself, and I know that. Uh, I, I remember when we've been dealing with some of uh, laws or some of the rules that was made at that point, and most of them were just making our life harder and harder, not only life of our customers, but also our life harder and harder. And uh, I think what Bitcoin effectively can bring is also a uh, good old spirit of free market finally back to the back to the banks. So I think it's only it's only a matter of time when they will uh, be orange build and, uh, Debify is one of the tools help to orange build them. Yeah. And these people are just operating within their incentives. I mean, it's the typical don't hate the player, hate the game. The game is, is broken yeah. and Bitcoin is here yeah. to change the game. That's, that's, I mean, I, I truly believe that over time people will transition to Bitcoin because it's simply a better incentive game to be playing within. And, that's another thing with Debify too, in um, similar like non-custodial uh, multi-sig solutions is it could quicken the pace at which adoption happens because it's less arduous for uh, an institutional player who may not be as familiar with Bitcoin to begin adopting it because they have partners who really know what they're doing that are able yeah. to to hold their hand throughout the process that you don't have 
a bank or a family office having to figure out some crazy cold storage uh, strategy by themselves. Yeah, you don't need to build your own technical tools. As for a bank, you know, if you want to play the game of Bitcoin lending, you don't need to build your own technical tools. Here they are. The tools out there just use that, right? Mm -hmm. You have liquidity, we have technical tools. Uh, Let's like just put them together and, and make something amazing. Yeah. And so what can uh what can the freaks expect uh moving forward what how are, how are things progressing at Debify? uh well as i announced we are going to launch at q1 2023 so next year in the beginning of next year uh well as, as it usual is with technical development it might <laughs> it might take extra months but we'll see hopefully soon we're, we're, tm yeah soon tm but we're pretty conservative and uh, yeah, we're aiming for Q1 2023. Uh, we have successfully, which I announced, we have successfully closed uh, the round thanks to 1031. Uh, you're, you're, you're wearing the hat. And, Disclaimer, um, 1031's uh, an investor in Debify. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're very happy to be uh, supporting you. Thank you. We, we have uh, almost completed building the team uh, because it's going to be a separate team and it's a separate entity. So, uh, yeah, most probably you can expect by Q1 2023, uh, MVP of Debify going to launch. We have initial liquidity providers, uh, which will be Bitfinex and XBTO. And uh, first six months, we're probably going to operate in stable coins. So you will be able to get b- big liquidity in stable coins. And uh, then gradually we're going to add uh, fiat providers. So there will be, we already have them actually. We just want to launch one thing and then launch another thing. And then we'll have some third and fourth and fifth thing coming on. But uh, yeah, most probably beginning of next year, Q1, not the beginning, most probably not January, not February, March. but yeah, we're uh, we're building, we're developing. Everyone is working, and uh, some great news is coming actually in the next few months. Uh, some great partnerships. So yeah, stay tuned. Well, I'm very very excited um, that you're building this product. Number one, uh, the progress that you guys have made to date, and honestly, like this is something. Uh, we need more of these products to get to market. I, I think for the betterment of civilization, times are pretty bleak right now. And Bitcoin is that, that beacon of light in this in this dark world. And what we need to do as Bitcoiners, as people building companies in the space, is equip as many people as possible with the tools they need to, to onboard as many people as possible onto Bitcoin as the titanic is sinking around us and so this is is something i'm very excited to see come to market because i think it's desperately needed and will be a net benefit on the global society overall because people people need the off-ramp and this is a, a a big stepping stone in that direction thank you we're also excited we're also excited yeah what um what else is on your mind? Is there anything outside of Debify that you're that you're interested uh, in? What's going on in Bitcoin right now? It's piquing your interest. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, we're, we're going to probably in a few months from now, we're going to announce Baltic Honey Badger next edition, which will be fifth one, which will be a small, uh, small date, five, uh, five honey badgers. But yeah, uh, this one. And uh, also we did an announcement during, uh, during Honey Badger about our existing plot- platform. So by the year end, we're going to completely redesign and offer a new version of trading platform, HoloHodl, and new version of our lending platform. We have also announced uh, Doomsday Software, which is another, uh, I think it's, it's, I would say, undervalued thing that not many in market understand. So we, we have developed a Doomsday Software, which will allow you if you're a lender or borrower on, 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 on our existing platform, land at HODL, HODL, even if the platform goes down because it's multi-sig, you will be able to use it using that piece of software to release collateral from that multi-sig. So even if the land at HODL, HODL for no reason or any particular reason goes down, let's say for a week or for one day uh, or for a couple of hours, you will be able to use that software outside of the platforms in order to get your funds from collateral. Of course, uh, with consensus from both sides. So you need to have a lender as well or borrower, if you're depending on which side you are. So basically, this will create a, a pretty amazing tool that uh, that will allow people for more flexibility, more freedom, and more security in that sense. And uh, another thing that we have announced a part of, uh, you know, redesigning, rebuilding uh, all existing platforms and and making them more user friendly, easy to use, is that uh, uh, we're partnering with Trezor, uh, hardware wallet provider, and they're going to integrate HODL, HODL, peer-to-peer trading to, to the Trezor. So you will be able to trade directly from your Trezor, buy and sell Bitcoin. And of course, we're still working. Hopefully, there will be good news soon. Where we're working on bringing hodl hodl trading to U.S. market. Hell yes! At the moment, only lending lending, uh, platform is operating for U.S. customers. We want to have a full suite of our products available for U.S. So I hope uh, this will happen in next six months, something like that. Incredible. The doomsday stuff's very important. Um, being able to do that offline, just again, eliminating the custodian risk wherever you can. Um, a website is one of those risks. So it's incredible that you guys are going to offer the, uh, the app to do that offline. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, crushing it. (laughs) How do you, (laughs) how do you do all this at once? Uh, I have a great team, actually. We have a great team. We've been building, we've been heavily investing in, in building a great team. And uh, it's always about, you know, it's, it's, it's always about people. And I'm lucky that uh, people I've been surrounded with, uh, they're, they're like as passionate as I am and they're talented and, uh, uh, and, and they do help a lot where, where there's, there's strong team feeling. So, uh, 
we are all involved. We're all interested in, in bringing our products to to the to the mass market to as many markets as as there is. You know, when I see that there's like new markets opening on on trading platform, like there's new currencies, and I see that there's action happening in Africa or in Latin America, it just gets me. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it gives you a lot of power to, to, to do that because I actually, we know from our experience specifically with our trading platform, but also with lending platform that it, that in emerging markets, which, uh, which we're building for our existing suit of, of products are mostly focused to emerging markets. Of course, we've been used in traditional markets as well, and actually heavily used in traditional market but there's also a lot of users in developing countries in, in emerging markets and when i see that people are actually using this to avoid as you mentioned hyperinflation or you know government restrictions or not being confiscated your money not being confiscated by the government or just to flee out of the country and to get your assets together with you because there's a like banks are controlled by local governments this is what we're doing where we're doing this in order to bring bitcoin to as many parts of the world as there is you know yeah. because there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh there's a lot of markets out there there's a lot of countries out there uh who doesn't have that infrastructure that that we have you know you have on or i have opportunities like that and uh, as much and Bitcoin is, as you mentioned, is it's uh, it's a beam of light, right? And for many people, we have a use cases when people actually use our platform in order to you know run away from the country and help them survive. And that's 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 what amazes me, and that's what's you know keep us going and, and building and doing this stuff. Not like high valuations or you know raising another round from investors or you know buying myself some some cool stuff i love buying myself a cool stuff of course <laughs> but you know i'm still far from that uh from from buying an actual cool stuff but anyway uh you know we we are and we are passionate in our team we're passionate about that and uh, most of us are coming from emerging markets. You know, most of us are coming with uh, with the history. We do understand what is it. What is it? Uh, living under hyperinflation conditions, or we understand how is it when you've been like you know uh, stacking money all your life, and then suddenly you wake up and government tells like, hey, your money is worth uh, like 10 times lower amount of uh, new money that we have decided to to launch from this day and you suddenly you are broke. You know, we've been experienced that. We've, we've lived through that and we understand what is it, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of team and people and, and uh, support of, of the community. That's what, you know, that's what's important for us. Yeah. I'm sure it's easy to go to work every day when you're doing stuff like that. It's fulfilling, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. You have you have an actual goal. You know, you're not the slave of of uh, you know money. You're not doing this for the money. Of course, you wanna you know you wanna live well, but you're also doing this to help people, and that's that's uh, that's the best driver out there, honestly. Yeah. Now Matt and I actually we pulled up the uh, the packs full 
trading volume yesterday. We're just curious to see what's going on. Like the sub-Saharan Africa uh, activity is blowing up right now. Um, yeah, Paxful is, is uh, they're amazing. Uh, they, they have opened certain regions like Africa. And uh, the same way as I, as I was always saying, like, uh, local bitcoins, yeah, they're custodial, they do KYC, blah, blah, blah. But they, they have single-handedly built a peer-to-peer Bitcoin trading market. You know, the, 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 the market was non-existing at the point when they have started. And they have basically created the peer-to-peer trading market. Uh, same way with Paxful. Yes, they're custodial, they do KYC. Uh, like, we're, we're, we're the opposite side, but... Again, they are opening new markets, and uh, this is important for all market market members, market participants. You know, because there there's always should be uh, someone who are exploring new opportunities, new regions, and then the rest of us are coming in. Yeah, it takes it takes effort from all of us around the world. That's the other thing. It's crazy. That was the. Uh... The beauty of being in Riga, the meeting, that was one of the most mind-bending experiences for me this year um, because when I went in 2018, the podcast was only a year old and it's not, it wasn't as big as it is now and it was extremely humbling meeting freaks from Serbia, from Poland, from Finland uh, and it really drove home to me at least that there are people all over the world who, who get the opportunity that Bitcoin provides individuals the world over and they've dedicated their lives to making sure that it gets into the hands of as many people as possible. Yeah, it's it's amazing thing about Bitcoin. You know, we all not many not many people or enemies of Bitcoin understand that we all are doing something for for Bitcoin in the most decentralized fashion, you know. There's, there's like simultaneously, like right now, right now, at this moment, when we speak with you together, there are like thousands, uh, ten thousands of people globally in the world developing, discussing, transferring, trading, borrowing, whatever they're doing, you know, orange pilling other people. And this is expanding. And we, we didn't agree on something like, hey, we need to promote Bitcoin. No, we didn't agree on that. We're just doing this separately from each other. And uh, but it's a, like, you know, it's a global effort. And with, with that decentralization in mind, with, with being like our efforts decentralized globally, this will, this will bring us to success. Honestly, this, this is what amazed me from, from the Bitcoin the people itself as well. Yeah. We're going to win. Of course we're going to win. <laughs> well, I know uh, it's Friday evening where you are. I don't want to to hold you up too much on on your Friday night, but that's been an incredible conversation again. Really excited um, to see you grow uh, the suite of products that you have at Hoddle Hoddle and then building Debify and aiming for much larger goals to to bring bitcoin to the world so thanks for doing what you do keep crushing it um and i can't wait to record at some point in the future to, to learn about the joker card that you that you mentioned yeah. earlier okay thank you i'm gonna uh most probably we're going to disclose the joker card during the next baltic honey badger okay so we got a little bit of time take one year 
You got a little bit of time. Yeah. Maybe a bit earlier. We'll see. Soon TM. Soon TM. Thank you very much, Marty. Thank you, all the listeners. Thank you for having me. It's like third time already. Uh, and it's always a pleasure. I really enjoy that. I'm, really. The pleasure's all mine. Where you know, um, I always, I always remember uh, hanging with hanging out with you in Napa Valley uh, on the winery. You went off, but we we've been drunk as hell. But anyway, it was it was a nice experience. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to have a bad experience when you're drinking wine in Napa. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. I would love to come back, and I will definitely come back. Where um where can the freaks learn more about that if they're interested? Uh. Well, website, obviously, debify.com. And we also have a Twitter uh, Twitter account, so you can uh, you can subscribe for that. It's debify.com, so without uh, without actual, uh, de- without dot, so just one word, debify.com. Unfortunately, the, the tag debify wasn't available. So debify.com, and there are all social networks available out there, so you can learn there. Check my presentations from YouTube listen to the podcast and uh, yeah these are the main sources at the moment hell yeah go check it out freaks and you go enjoy your friday night sir thank you very much Marty. thank you cheers it was a pleasure it's always a pleasure peace and love freaks Mm -hmm.